Hey folks, welcome back into About Them Cowboys. And if you've been tuning in for the past couple months, you've heard me talk about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last minute tickets, sports, concerts, and all types of shows. Cowboys fans, the season's over. You got plenty of time to explore things other than the Cowboys. The Game Time app actually has a great feature where you can just click where you are and it shows you all the events around you that are under 50 bucks. So that's a great thing to check out if you're looking to maybe soak in a Mavs game, maybe uh, gear up for some Rangers here coming up in the spring. But uh, now Game Time is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. So all you have to do is download the Game Time app in the Google Player App Store, click on My Tickets, create an account, and then under Billing, redeem the code The Athletic. Once again, that's The Athletic, all one word, for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, and the credit is only available for the first thousand people who redeem the code, and it expires December 31st. So make moves now, score last-minute tickets with the Game Time app. I know you still not coaching, dog. You? You've been on the hot seat, Garrett, dog. We've been had your ass in. Tired of this shit. Yo, Dallas Cowboys Nation, where you at, baby? Let's get it. Just keep running it up the belly. Think you the coach, you know you not. Getting another contract. How many lost already? Yo, you're passing my drink, man. You know what I'm saying? Grab up the team like Kellen. Then he steps in and kills it. Jerry screams in a pillar. The whole city can freeze itself. For the great event, we impatiently waiting for Garrett to stop clapping. There's no debating no more. But what's the result? Not good. Who's the best? Dak, Amari, Zeke, ain't no best. Yeah. NFC North's ours, but against the winning team, we look lost out. Garrett needs to get tossed out. How can this team be garbage when we all seen what they can do regardless? Man, a man, Coop can get open, and yo, it's Tony Pollard. We gotta execute better as all you say to reporters. Beat writers, mics, and recorders. We had enough of this carrot top, Garrett. Stop running on first down Dax at the top of his class But you wanted Jared Goff You went from backup to OC To head coach of America's team Ain't nobody scared of your steam Keep running it up the belly Think you the coach, you know you're not Getting another contract How many lost already? Yo, pass him a drink, man We'll put this out Cowboys, hey, yo. stand up Ah, rev up the team like Kellen You step right in and kill it Jerry screams in the pillar The whole city can feel it Zach throws a pick, uh, you run up and clap quick. Yeah. He's getting handled, you run up and clap quick. Yeah. In game decisions, you don't know how to act quick. Uh-uh. Go ahead and clap some more, you misusing our draft picks. Fool. You gotta be the most robotic product on this earth. Jerry's getting tired too, Jason's bubbles finna burst. Michael Bennett saw it right away, that's why he went berserking. Mike Zimmer murdered you on your own turf, and yo, Cowboy Nation, stand up. Put your hands up, y'all wanna see the boys on top. We are live from Dots Hop House and Cocktail Courtyard for our athletic subscriber appreciation event, and it is time to talk Cowboys. Dallas wins their season finale against the Redskins, but ultimately loses the nfc east as the eagles leave no question unanswered except for what the heck were the cowboys doing all season welcome in everybody to about them cowboys i am kit your producer extraordinaire joined by three of the best of the best when it comes to talking about america's team and boy is there a lot to talk about tonight first i want to give a shout out to dallas's own kilo artifact for that awesome jason garrett diss track you can check him out on soundcloud and download all of kilo artifacts incredible music and uh you should definitely do that but i want to remind you that you can get every single episode of this podcast including our exclusive bonus episodes by signing up for the athletic get 40 percent off your subscription at theathletic.com slash about them cowboys so go there now get your membership save 40 percent theathletic.com slash about them cowboys but now it's time to welcome in our panel of experts as we uh, break down this season and kind of look ahead, so uh, we're going to introduce first, spending his time uh, twiddling his thumbs now that he doesn't have any um, games to cover. It's Father John Mashoda. Give it up for John Mashoda, everybody. Wow. 
Pulling my thumbs, huh? Cat crap. Not um, cool, Kent. I want to say thank you to Brian Broadus for jumping on with us uh, all season long. And uh, Brian, welcome back, man. Thank you. Thank appreciate you. that. Good nice to, to be here with here. everybody. Yes. Good to have you here. And uh, our trusted host, as always, Kevin KT Turner. Give it up for KT if you love KT. I love me some KT. Uh, KT, we are sitting here uh, basically 24 hours after the Cowboys season ended, and Garrett's still in town. Um, hey, I mean, his wife lives here, right? So. Yeah. I mean, he, he lives here, can right? We, can we no, get this fine. clown out of town? I think he's so sold his house yet. Uh, yeah, no, it's a weird one. Um, and uh, I I personally thought uh, it was interesting that, that it tried to become this, like, emotional, heartfelt thing the last night of the game on the field. And I'm standing there going, don't buy into it. Just say goodbye. Don't worry about him hugging his family and throwing out routes. Don't worry about that. And still, it made me think about my own life. Uh, and failures along the way. Uh, let's start with John. John, you were at the Star all day long. What was today like uh, for basically all day, just waiting on uh, really nothing to happen? Yeah, I, was, I mean, it was different than, than most days because I did think that we'd get something uh, about the future. Um, that's true. Not, not any phony reports that come out talking about the entire coaching staff being fired. That's not true. So, I meant I thought we'd get some real hardcore, like you'd know what was about to happen. And even in talking to players in the locker room, you just really, you know, you got the feeling they know that Jason Garrett's gone, but they're also going to be cautious about what they say because they still respect him. You know, I mean, regardless of however the fans think about him, that he does have respect from the players on the team. With all of that being said, their actions speak louder than words. And the way that they played this season was that, like, they're ready for another uh, a, new, a new head coach, a new coaching staff. I mean, now is the perfect time to go in another direction. But what about you, Brian? You've been uh, you've worked in the NFL for uh, really a long time. 1992. 1992. Have you ever been a part of any firings where it's been you've been there in, in the building? Yeah, it's been my, weird? my experience with the Jones family is that they signed up with Jason Garrett for 16 weeks, you know, to allow him to coach this football team. And the one thing that I know working for the Joneses, even though if they're going to move on from you, they, they, they'll see it through. They'll make sure that, you know, they're going to let him have his exit interviews. They're going to let him talk to all 53 players. And some players, you know, he might talk to for two or three minutes, say thank you, appreciate you, you need to work on this to be a little bit better, come back and we'll see what happens. And other players, the veteran players, the Jason Wittens, the Travis Fredericks, the Dak Prescotts, he's going to talk to those guys for 30 or 40 minutes. And, and if you add it all up, it's going to be a long day. And that's why John got caught in a situation where no news was going to come out because the Joneses are going to allow you the dignity to finish the job, even though they're going to move on. This is You could call it a firing, but his contract runs out. This is just going to be a parting of the ways. And the Joneses don't want anything messy about it, you know, like the Giants in New York, they don't owe Pat Shermer anything. You know, two years, you know, yeah, you weren't good enough, move on. But the Joneses operate in a different way. And, again, that's my own personal experience of dealing with them. They're going to allow you to finish the job, and then they're going to move on. And they're, and, and they're going to give him that dignity to be able to talk to each individual player and let him say goodbye in the way he needs to say goodbye. And, and in that, too, even after games, because there's a few games on the road that really stood out to me after him talking to Jerry. Now, you can just read what he says and just be honest, it's just Jerry rambling. But his actions, again, those spoke much louder. And that was um, on his birthday after they lost to the Jets um, at New England and then in Chicago. And you could just tell. Yeah. Had, no, so the whole idea that, oh, if they just get in the playoffs, like anybody that wanted Jason Garrett gone, I know there was a lot of people that were worried, oh, if they get in the playoffs and they're going to keep him. No, he had to go so much farther. Like right. he had to, I mean, bare minimum NFC Championship game. And I really still, like as that season was going on and how talented that team was and how much they were underperforming, I, I felt like it was going to be some miracle, like Super Bowl run for him to keep his job. Yeah, I felt like it, after the Chicago game is where this really unraveled badly for Jason Garrett. Uh, Jerry Jones expected to go to Chicago on a Thursday night win that football game against a struggling quarterback, a young quarterback. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Bears' defense plays well. And I think the Bears' defense got frustrated with their offense because they'd been kept them in so many games. And fine, 
it was one of the, the games that the Bears actually played complementary football. Offense and defense was outstanding. But I felt like at that time when I was doing the postgame show and I saw Jerry Jones's comments, the interviews, the facial expressions, I was like, okay, this is it. They, they, this, there's no going back now. This, they're going to ride this thing out. They're going to they're make a decision at the end of the year. And, you know, Jerry expected to win that football game. And, and, and you guys, I always say this, and I've worked with all you guys, and Kent's heard me a bunch when we were together at DallasCowboys.com, is I always felt like these were must-win. Every game was must-win. It's just because they're must-win because you look at a situation where you're either one to the good or one to the bad. You know, and, and the Cowboys never were able to. They said, oh, we control our own destiny. We control our own destiny. And then it came, they couldn't control their own destiny anymore, and it bit them. And so to me, that's where uh, that Jason lost me. He probably lost Jerry Jones and that Chicago Bears night when they got beat by a quarterback that was just had been playing really poorly all year and now he had to make a decision on his coach and it wasn't going to be good it's tough for Jason because he lost the fan base after his first three years of not making the playoffs and I'm not trying to be harsh or anything but nine it's and a half reality. years yeah. but, and like you look at it six of those seasons of not making the playoffs six so he nine, lost yeah. so he was a lo- loser to the fan base no matter what it was gonna be really hard for Jason to spin out of this now, whatever you think, you can say, oh, it doesn't matter what the fans think. Look at all this. I think it does matter. I think your perception does matter. I think it's very interesting that Jason could go on the radio this morning and his press conference even last night and be a real person and not be a real person for those other eight and a half years or nine years or whatever. I think that's very interesting to me because I don't know what it's like. I know it's different, and I'm not privy to what his speeches are like or how he deals with people on a day-to-day basis. I'm not privy to that. But I do think it's interesting that once you know it's over, you got a very, like, a, a sense of calm, a, well, a, a clarity, kind of maybe I, a refresh that it's over. Yeah. Jason Garrett on the radio this morning and, not, and also uh, at his press conference last night. You can kind of feel it. And then you'll see more with the photos on the field and all you that know, stuff. You uh, know, I think in the experience, and I know I don't want to speak for John, but the experience that I've had with Jason Garrett in, in these walk-off settings are far different than what he is on air as far as asking questions, you know, taking questions from the media. When you get him off on the side there, you can get your questions answered. And he is more of a person, more of a human. You know, you don't want to see somebody lose their job, but you're also in a situation where it's his responsibility to take the roster and do things with the roster and get it into the playoffs and get it. You know, it's been 25 years. You can blame the general manager. You can blame the coach. You can blame the players. There's plenty of blame. But I think the side of Jason Garrett that we saw this morning was not surprising to me because I've seen that before on the walk-off stuff. It's just he is so focused on that podium and not wanting to give anybody any information that he just, you know, that's the way he is. He feels like if he's given anything out at the podium – you know, it's going to be it's going to be the detriment to his team, and I. I it will I think, be a story. <laughs> yeah, I can say this from going to all the combines the last six seven years. You know, all the coaches from all these other teams go up to the podium too, and nobody's like Jason Garrett. And for me personally, with my job, I'm. I think this kind of sucks that he's going to be gone because now I have to go to his post game prep, whoever the coach's post game press conferences were, because I never used to go because I'd be like, well, Jason Garrett's not going to say anything, so I'm going to stay here with Jerry Jones. But depending on who this next head coach is, like. They, he might be actually somebody that, like, th- talking to some writers that have covered o- other coaches other than just Jason Garrett, like I have, they talk about how if you ask the right questions, you might be able to get something. Like, Jason Garrett is just so good at, at not giving you anything. He'll, he can talk for – I mean, you'll, you'll transcribe this long interview, and you'll be like, man, that took me uh, – we talked him for 20 minutes. We got nothing. Like, there's nothing that you can go with. So you were so – like, well, I'm not really worried about what he says up there. He's not going to – like, whereas Someone's- with Bill Parcells, if you ask the right thing, you could really – this, get something from him. This is not Jason Garrett didn't is not getting released because of his personality. No. He's getting released because he wasn't a good game day manager. Yeah, he wasn't absolutely. a good coach. You know, sure. that's the and, and you know, you have to be a difference maker in this NFL nowadays. You know, the, the games are too close, too tight. Look at Seattle, look at these teams that win these close games and you'll argue with people argue with me is like, oh no, that's luck. No, wow. that's coaching. That's guys, coaches putting their players in positions to finish games. And you, you could say, oh, Jason Garrett, Hartfield, a you know, nice guy and all this stuff like that. But in, in reality, though, bad on Sundays. And that's, that's the bottom line. He just did not do a good enough job on Sundays They've known to that. get his team over the hump. That's my problem, though, is that Jerry and Steven, who I guess we would call the decision makers in this process, have known that. They've known that for a long time. 
Well, they thought they've that known they, that for more than just the last two years. But it could have been the dream scenario for them because if he if he did get it done on Sundays, he's the perfect match for Jerry because he will let Jerry go and talk to us and say whatever we want, and it won't phase him at all. Whether it's Tuesday on the radio, Friday after the game, before the game, he can go talk. I mean, Jer- Jerry talked today in the team meeting. Uh, Amari Cooper told us that he. I mean. So just what other team is, is, is that going on with? So <laughs> that's another thing to keep in mind with that next, whoever the next head coach is. Like, yeah, maybe they'll be fine for six months, a year, two years. Or Meyer's not going to last more well, than two years. But anyway, yeah, um, it's, it's so, and, and eventually it'll wear on that, that but, person. How, you can't expect the next person to be as the same way that Jason Garrett was to be able to handle all of that. It might not work. But, Jay, but Jerry did speak last night of big changes. You know, big changes. And I don't know if the big changes are in his dynamic of, okay, I'm going to have to do things differently here for myself. I, maybe I don't get to speak to the media. Maybe I don't have to do this. Mm. Maybe, or it could be I'm going to give Steven more responsibility to make this higher, okay. you know, to, to step back and allow Steven to be the one that's going to be in lockstep with this new coach. Okay, I like that angle. Let's start with the first angle. I think that's interesting but if it did happen and Jerry stepped back, Jerry knows in his head that that would be a temporary thing. Like he Absolutely. would eventually get full control. Absolutely, again. I don't think he could. He knows hold it back would be a two-year, maybe three-year max thing, and then he would be back in charge. But Brian, I hey, was what, wondering when you said that though. Do you really think that I really do that Jerry with this potentially being the last head coach he ever hires, he's going to let Stephen do that? I think I think that Jerry Jones really trusts his son. I think he knows that the heavy lifting needs to be done with Stephen Jones. Man. I really do. I feel like that for Steven is the one that's going to have to make sure this coach is right for him when it comes to salary cap, how he works with the scouts, how they put together the roster, how they coach the team. You know, I, 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 this is one of those, this might be one of those pass the torch moments. I, I, and I, 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 trust me, I believe that Jerry Jones will be involved, but I don't think that Jerry Jones is going to be involved in the way that it's going to interfere from Steven okay. or this coach doing what they need to do to get this team. He, Jerry owes this to himself to try and get the right coach so he can enjoy the, the seasons and not have to worry about fighting to get in the playoffs. You know, he wants, to, he wants to have a team where he can be proud of, the fans can be proud of, but he knows he can't do the heavy lifting that Steven and this new coach can do. So I, I feel like that, that when you talk about change, and he says the times are changing – I think that's where that we need to focus in on is Jerry Jones realizing that this team needs a different direction and it can come through my son and whoever the new head coach is. Okay, I think that's very fascinating. Uh, we're live at Dot Top House and Cocktail Courtyard here for an athletic subscriber event. So it's very nice. We're kind of the opening act here with About Them Cowboys. Is yeah, a lot of a, hockey sweaters a, out there. A big winter classic yeah. panel coming up uh, here Good in a little hockey. bit. Yeah, I love the uh, hockey. But thanks to everyone for coming out to Dots. We've got some free swag up here, too. Uh, just come up to the table and grab it if you'd like. We're also, on this edition of this podcast, we'll take some uh, Cowboys questions or really any question. If, if you want, have it ready, and we'll uh, send a mic out there if you want to get involved on the podcast. Uh, so... Um, the, the other thing I, I guess we should probably go is there was a report today that turned out not to be true. There was a report that all the coaches were getting fired. Yeah. And we'll find out, I guess, what will happen. Is this is a longer process than people thought. I guess the first thing I would say, though, is doesn't it benefit Jason to be kind of let go early? I know his contract's not up till tomorrow. I know he gets a, to do all these exit interviews, and he may still have some players on the checklist to get through tomorrow or tonight or whatever. I, but doesn't it benefit Jason to get the hell out as soon as possible? I think the Giants fired their coach because of Jason Garrett today. I really do. I think or they, Jason? I think, they, I think that the Giants want an opportunity to talk to Jason Garrett about, to about this job. You know, and they're, they're talking about interviewing guys like Eric Bieniemy and some others. Or, uh, Matt, know, Matt Rule's Chris the name. Matt Rule, Chris guys like that. But Chris you, Richard. Yeah, but you've you, you got to satisfy the Rooney rule. So, you know, but you want to nah. talk to qualified coaches. I do believe the Giants have <laughs> moved on from – you know, the patcher. And I think, that, I think that Jason Garrett is going to have an opportunity with the Giants. I really do. <laughs> the only thing I'm going to say about that is can you just imagine being a Giants fan? You've seen enough of this. And to think, okay, we're getting rid of Pat Shermer. He's, won, he's is, done a great job against this division. Though. No, he has done a, against the division. Fans, this division sucks. If Jason Garrett goes to the Giants, it's that great for the Cowboys. <laughs> I understand that it, like, if I'm Saquon Barkley, I'm obviously pumped because he's had multiple rushing champs as, as head coach. But as a fan base... That's won multiple Super Bowls. 
within the last, what, 15 years. I just don't know how that, that really the, excites the you. The Giants are very much, they're, they're very much a focus on people who were once Giants. Yeah, when you talk about Dave Gettleman, I know Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman and I came up in scouting the same time together. And that giant blood is very thick. Mm-hmm. You know, and Jason Garrett was part of that. Yeah. He's from New Jersey. You know, yeah, you could say what you want about him. And I agree. I, you, the, the biggest criticism I have of Jason Garrett, it's not the personnel evaluation. It's the game day management. Right. That's the problem I have. So to me, the Giants, the Maros, the Tishes, as they look, they would say he was once one of us, you know, and I think that's a very thick thing. And I, I think that they said, you know what, we can move on from Pat Shermer. Jason Garrett's resume is better than a lot of the coaches that are going to get interviewed for jobs. Am okay. I right about that? Ron, uh, Rivera. Ron I, Rivera's been to a Super Bowl. I think you'd rather have Ron Rivera. You'd have Mike have McCarthy. Okay, Ron, okay, okay, but, who, but McCarthy, who else? Yeah. Who Mike else? McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, but I don't, I don't see Mike McCarthy getting that job. Okay, now there's a, there's, a it's interesting. Guy. Did, is the Mike McCarthy story true that he went and, like, dove knee-deep into analytics and all of a sudden, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Sure if did. that's true, because the Mike McCarthy I know is going to be just as predictable as Jason. Well, that's, yeah, you, you follow And maybe less that. connecting to the players. See, that's, that's the issue that you go into. What, okay, there, the, there's, when you talk about a guy like Mike McCarthy, the, the, the biggest problem, they, they say, was his disconnect with the quarterback, right? Yeah. And then it became a predictable offense, right? Sure. So if you're, if you're hiring, if you're, Jason Garrett is not going to want to call the plays. Am I right? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, though. Yeah. Maybe I don't he think does he is. want Probably it. Probably not, but I don't maybe. Think he is. See, you get Mike McCarthy, he is going to want to be the head coach and call plays. Sure. So if you're the Giants, you're looking at that, you're thinking, okay, we, we're a team that wants the head coach. Now, Pat Shermer called the plays. Mm-hmm. Maybe that, you know, that before that, who was my guy that uh, with the, had the uh, uh, Olive Garden menu? I mean, the, uh, the, uh, uh, who is who was it? Garden, <laughs> yeah, the, the big, big play sheet. The, the big play sheet. Who was I'm trying to think, I, mean, I, I could see the guy's face, but to me, <laughs> the, the thing was, you look at the you look at the Giants, and they're probably thinking, you know, we well, want a traditional head coach. Okay, well, in this time, times like these, I like to go by this rule. Okay, so what I like to do, this is a, even in a, if you're watching a football game, it's fourth and one. If I'm the other team, so if I if I'm uh, on defense and the team's on fourth and one, I would say. What do I want them to do? Because I want them to do the opposite of what I want them to do. If I'm a Cowboys fan and the Giants are about to hire Jason Garrett, I'm going, hell yeah! yeah. There's two well, wins you're, you're, you're because saying, I'm going to know exactly what the hell they're doing. But you're saying and, that oh, a, so is everyone else in the division. But you're saying that as a Cowboy fan. Yeah. You're saying that as a Cowboy fan. You know, you have to look at he has had success against this division. He has not had success against winning teams. Okay. He's got an under 500 record against winning teams, and that to me – as well, where it that, all that comes should, together. That, like, you okay, can't beat winning teams, that be you can't play for me. That should be your argument why you don't want him. Yeah. Can we yeah. get to who the menu Is it one of these guys? Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I can yeah. see his face with a bad haircut. And then he had a different haircut. I bald and busted on a guy with a bad haircut. But, yeah, Ben McAdoo. It was like the Cheesecake Factory menu. It's like this long, you know? I'm holding my hands two feet apart here. weirdly went like one year, and then the next year he changed his haircut all the way around. Like he changed his haircut up. And then he goes, hey, just naturally... No thick mustache out of nowhere. Maybe Jason will do like, that. Like, you look completely different, sir. It's crazy. I always like to tell people that Jason Garrett it gets more haircuts than anybody. Like, his hair is the exact same every single day. There's not one day where he's, like, kind of got, like, some scruff or he didn't shave or his hair looks like it. It's, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets his hair cut every single day. That thing curls up day. if it gets long. He wears the same thing every day, too. He's got a closet no, absolutely. Like, of, like, those dry fit. Yeah, <laughs> like navy blue things. Like, he has blueberries for breakfast That's every day. That's his entire closet. It's like I feel very confident. Nev- I will never meet another person like him in my you life. You will again. not. Blueberries for breakfast every day. <laughs> How we doing, guys? Every day. He's every consi- day. He's consistent. Yeah, he's consistent at not at being able eight. to beat good teams. Eight and well, eight's that, the perfect should, finish. That should be your argument then. If you're, I a, have no you, argument. He's gone. No, no. If you're a giant fan. Oh, a giant fan. Oh, you should be disappointed if you get Jason yeah. Garrett. Oh what, are you, what are you going to get? Nothing. I'm going to get a bunch of losses. But you watch the Giants are going to look at him. The Giants. Yeah, no, are I, don't, gonna, I don't. I don't doubt that. They're going to fall in love with him. I promise no, you. The and Giants I agree. Are go in there and they're going to I agree with you with, with the family, the way the Giants' blood is, yeah. all of that. I'm just saying, as for their fan base, I can't. I can't understand why they would be excited about by, by that. They won't all. be. 
They will not be. Giants fans will be, I mean, pitchforks. Well, who should the Cowboy fans be excited for then? Well, let's go then. I like this here. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, for me, like, well, we, know the, we know the basic names, right? The basic names. Are there names that we're not talking about? We've talked about Urban Meyer. We've talked about Lincoln Riley. Matt Rule, maybe in Baylor's, maybe someone we should throw into the mix, although I'm not crazy excited about either. Matt Rule, but, like, okay. I Matt Rule. He's got a good track record Matt and Rule, connections to the Giants. Matt Rule is fine going from where he's now, at right now to be in the Detroit Lions head coach, but to go to the Dallas Cowboys level, what the expectation should be, Matt Rule is missing another jump. He needs to go to yeah. a big-time school and win a national title if to be the Cowboys head coach. Now, we're talking head coach, not coordinator right, right here. There's three names that I want to throw out there that I think we should not be excited about. If Mark, uh, Mike Zimmer gets fired in Minnesota, I do not think you should be excited about that. Why not? I think he'd be a good coordinator. Why, why do you, he has why proven do you think in Minnesota could... that he will meddle with the offense, and I don't want him doing that. Yeah, but if you look at the personnel of the Cowboys, it matches how he plays in Minnesota. Am I right about that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you look at his philosophy on how he wants to move the football. Are they beating good teams? Well, they're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. They've been, they've been in the playoffs ever How many years has he been in the playoffs? More than uh, Garrett. Oh, yeah. Wait, well, yeah. Most and people I, more and than I think he'll have a better – he would have a better offense, and I think it'd be interesting to see what he would do with this defense. In, you, Minnesota, you, in Minnesota, they want him gone because he will not stay out of the offense's way. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Uh, I think the, 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 the OC's name is Stefanik, I think is who the yeah. uh, OC is. But he's got Gary Kubiak on that staff. Oh, God. But oh, see, it hurts so much. <laughs> what are we doing? We're going but back to the 90s. No. But, see, that's, but, that, no, but that's what I'm saying. Your team is built. This, your, your team is – and I'm yeah, not – I know. I'm I'm I know. Not, but that's what I'm saying. If you're looking for a fit to not have to totally overhaul your roster. If okay, you, if you, which they're not doing. They're definitely not Okay, here's the, the perfect the big, fit. And what's I, the biggest problem with the Cowboys, offense or defense? Defense. Defense. Does and they, he, and, they, and when that? they signed Demarcus Lawrence, they can't change to a three-four. Like they're okay, set, but do, right? Okay, but do they fix? Do they can they fix the defense with Mike Zimmer? Yeah. Can they I fix think the that, defense? I, I believe they probably would. yeah. So, so they, what are you going to do on offense? But you, I, I, that's what like I'm saying. Kellen Moore keep calling it. Is he safe? No. Kellen's gone. I'm, I'm not saying he's gone. I'm not but, reporting it, but like yeah. Are we like we're jumping ahead here? Yeah. But that would be likely that, in gone, that scenario right? he'd, he'd with Mike Zimmer. Person, I, think I, I could see that potentially happening. I want I, I want Kellen be, to stay. Yeah, I think yeah. The, he'd be the one person maybe they'd try to hold on to. Don't you think? Don't yeah. you think he's like well, a, well if, 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 you Meyer, if you hire Urban Meyer, that's the cleanest way to build the staff yeah. you want. Yeah. That could be the well, recommendation. Why don't I holler at uh, uh, Wink Martindale to fix the defense and Joe Brady runs the offense? Right. I don't really have a head yeah, coach. Yeah, don't be taking my offensive coordinator from LSU. He's going. Are you sure, He's though, going. like on the whole sample size? You're, I mean, again, this is the Dallas Cowboys here. Yeah. Like, you're cool with just one good year in college. Well, I'm just adding candidates. Okay. okay. I'm not I'm making just, a hire yet. Again, but, I, and I say but this to you all the time. But my interview list is going to have less Gary Kubiak's on it. I don't want Jack Del Rio. He's going to go be the D.C. in Washington anyways. Yeah. That's happening. Um, and you heard it here third. Um, so um, also, uh, who's the other guy? Dan Campbell? Dan yeah. Campbell, okay, uh, you know, come in and work on the offense, I guess. Uh, I threw like a name out there, and I've been getting roasted for it. Jason Witten. Don't do it. I, I'm not. I'm just, I know how Jerry thinks. Oh, it hurts. I know how Jerry thinks. It hurts The only reason I'm it. saying that, the only, th the only negative I can think of is that Jason Garrett has no coach. I mean, that Jason Witten has no coaching experience. Maybe my tight end well, coach. Well, he, he, yeah. he hired Jason Garrett really right. with no coaching experience. Okay. Maybe my that, tight end that coach. That point is... You think about what Jerry wants in a head coach. Great representative for the organization. Oh. Somebody who has played in the NFL for a significant amount of time. Oh, kill me. Somebody who has learned from great coaches. No. Bill Parcells, Wade God, Phillips, no. Jason Garrett. Somebody who um, was here during while Garrett was here, so might know what went wrong better than anybody. You've canceled the new year. Somebody <laughs> who is going to go up and uh, be the exact right kind of guy to the press, to oh. the media. To the players, somebody that the players respect, somebody who can get the players fired up. This is all. This is what Jerry's gonna think. Okay, all, everything you just Not said makes sense. Not to say he would sense. be the right hire. This is what right. Jerry is gonna. You think. You were a lot more patient than I was on this. Everything you said makes sense, and I can't say that he won't one day be their head coach. But you let him go somewhere else and get some experience, right. and then because it doesn't matter. 
He could be the, he could be the next Vince Lombardi, yeah, and he and he can go he can go to the San Francisco and he could win three Super Bowls. And as soon as Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones, whoever calls, be like, hey, it's time to come home and coach the Cowboys. He'd be like, hey, thanks, San Francisco, had a good time. I'm going to, I'm going to Dallas. Like you'll always yeah. be able to get. I mean, he just nobody loves the Dallas Cowboys more than Jason Witten. I just nobody. If, if you're gonna say Matt Rule needs another yeah another step, I, how many steps do you think Jason Witten? I needs? don't think he needs that much because he's been here. Yeah, but uh, uh, to and me, he knows no. this. All, he well, knows the NFL. Uh, th- I'm just thinking what Jerry's thinking. Sure. And that's the only reason I'm saying that. No, you're fine. I just, yeah. I just think that, uh, you know, when you look at what's out there. It would not surprise not, me if one day Sean he is. Payton is not but out I don't there. think this is the move right now. I, I, it would not. Let's just say Can, it would not if, surprise if, me at all. It if, would not if, surprise me at all. You know, you're not wrong, but I just, I just do not think that's the route they need to go right now. I just don't. I just don't think. I just think that that's. That would be something. That's a Jerry Jones move. That is a Jerry Jones move, a safe. J- Jason Witten wants to be where he's accepted. Yeah. He's accepted here. Even if he comes out and flames out, he'll still be the greatest tight end that this organization's ever seen. He does not want to go to Tennessee and be a coach and yeah. fail. He does not want to go back to broadcasting. Yeah. I guarantee you that they're having that conversation. Well, let, it be, let it be a tight ends coach yeah. on the new on, staff, on the staff or assistant head coach. Let him learn uh, two or three years. And uh, not that his playing experience is um, – because he's an extremely bright guy. There's no doubt about it. You yeah. talk X's and O's with him all day. He understands personnel. There's a lot of things that you're saying that I do agree with. I just don't want to go – I just don't want to see – I don't know if Jerry Jones at 77 years old – wants to go through and try and develop another coach. Now, maybe this is, again, if it's, if it's Jason Witten and Stephen Jones working together shoulder to shoulder, maybe that's something different. Right. But I, I, if I'm Jerry Jones, I do not want to have to go through trying to develop another coach. Let me coach. ask you this. What if that's the only way they can keep Kellen Moore? Because oh, every other, because uh, every other I mean, guy they want to Kellen bring in the other guy, great, but, but they're committed – Jerry's like, I'm not going to let this guy go somewhere else. And, Between college and football succeed. and pro football, there's 25 yeah. Kellen Moore. Yeah, I'm Kellen sorry, Moore is just uh, he's just another He needs to be coaching guy. UNLV. I do think like he's going to continue to become a better and better coach and that I could see him one day being a really see, great coach. But there's just there's so many different ways you can go. He was a half yeah. dollar. When the year started, he was a rare half dollar. You don't yeah. really see those anymore. And now he's turned into just a quarter. There's a bunch of quarters going around, you know. Oh, you, the, you've given up on it. Maybe it's then. got the state on the back. You've given up on it? No, him? I think I think Kellen let Kellen fly. I, I'm all about that. And I don't want to lose him, but, you know, I, I'm all about if we're going to do a change here, then let's go ahead and Who, do who's it. Your dream, whatever, who's right. your dream what coach? Did he, uh, did he just ride the fence? Oh, hell yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like Kellen, That's but I really. That's to do these days. Get, no. <laughs> you know, no, just stay in the middle. No, right no. at eight and eight. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So. The, the, the one that I, make, I think makes the most sense for everything, including your offensive landscape, where Kellen could still call plays, uh, as well as Jerry kind of turning things over a little bit, it's Urban Meyer. And I'm no Urban Meyer fan, trust me. But I'm I think either. that's the one that makes the most sense. Um, and I think you just piece things together. You go, okay, Urban, yeah, you're kind of in control. And Urban, is, Urban would take the job. Urban wants this job. He would take this job. I've, I'm very confident I, in that. I am and a I diehard. Think, Sorry, and I think the health issues would run him out in two years, and Jerry would be in full control again, and there's your Jason Witten I, I am a diehard Florida State fan. I've watched a lot of Urban Meyer. I don't know that he's the best person in the world, <laughs> but he is absolutely the number one person that I, that I think should be the next head coach of this team because he wins at every single level. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, he won at Bowling Green. He Bowling won Green, at Utah. Utah yeah. I mean, to, to just go in. And here's the other thing. Like, when he went to Florida, it wasn't like, Hey, he'll turn it around in four or five years. I mean, boom, just turn them right around. It was like it was like nothing. He goes to Ohio State, the same thing. Like, I, there'll be a transition there, but I think that he makes the most sense. And and if he's willing to do it, even if and and I say that too, completely agreeing with you that you might only get two years. Sure. But this is the window right now. Capitalize on those two years right now. I asked Jerry Jones the other day on one hundred five three about this. I said, what are the, what are the qualities you look for in hiring anybody? He says, work ethic and loyalty. What? Work ethic and Those loyalty. Those are great qualities, but we need way more than that. It was a good but, answer, uh, too, because when you asked it, like, he paused. Like, he was giving it serious thought, too. It wasn't like he just gave you some running well, like does, strategy. Does, does Urban Meyer That's fall true. underneath? Does he fall <laughs> under the loyalty banner? <laughs> no. Know. I don't know. No. That's what I'm saying, though. Work I mean, ethic, I, I, I think he's I, fine. I, I like what you're saying about him because I do think I, – I, I do appreciate when I was scouting him at Bowling Green, and I'm thinking, who is this guy? Yeah. You know, he was like an OC at Notre Dame, and then he was Bowling Green, and then he went to Utah. And he was like twenty-three and three at Utah, and you're like going, 
who is this guy? Then he goes to Florida, like you said, and it's like now I'm watching every one of their players in the draft, and I'm surely watching every player he had at Ohio State. But, you and I have watched. But here's the other. Here's the other. Ohio State. Oh, yeah. Here's the this anti uh, Jason Garrett thing on him too. Like he also has like a pretty impressive coaching tree that comes with him that sure. like have just been yes. spread out and has had success at the college level. Now it's not the pros, but again, like that's one of the things that I will look back at the Jason Garrett era and be like, damn, how is there not one assistant anywhere that you're like, yeah. that's an, that's another head coach, you know? And, and that because might be they a, couldn't keep up with the times. Well, and, <laughs> I mean, and, and he was probably what happened. he was hamstrung a little bit, you know. I mean, oh, Gary forced some stuff on him. Don't absolutely. get me wrong, but how do you not have one? I'm just asking for one. 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 I mean, that's Maybe the whole a Matt Eberflus. I mean, that, that, I don't know who. That's the whole problem with Jerry's answer, which might have been a good answer. There's nothing wrong. Work, work ethic and loyalty are great qualities. That's fine. We're trying to win games on Sundays. Yeah, you should have that if you're in the NFL. What are we doing? Right. Like, how is that not one of the things? Coaching makes a difference in NFL oh, more than any does. other sport, I believe. That's yeah. why I would go for the guy at Oklahoma. Okay. Okay. I you're going to let him give him. Uh, you're going to give him his whole staff. He will call I'm plays. Gonna, I'm going to see a Kellen. I, my whole my whole plan now is yeah. I'm, I'm going to invest invest a ton of money in this quarterback. You know, my franchise is going to be tied up with this quarterback. We sure about that? And I I, I, I think it is. I think it is too. I think it is. And to me, there's a lot of people is, who is aren't. It, 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 well, there's but the, a lot of people don't matter. Yeah. You know, we Can, we we're, we're we're probably sitting here and there's everybody's out there, but they, these guys don't matter. Yeah. I'm just telling you that what I would know about Lincoln Riley, I was, what, don't focus on what happened in that LSU game. Focus on him yeah. taking, taking guys that transferred. He's taken three straight transfer quarterbacks. He's won two of them have won Heisman's, and the third one sat was one of the top five. The only thing I will say about that is there was a heavy run element there with those quarterbacks, and I wonder how does that transfer? To, I mean, he, you could watch his. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say like how does that transfer with Dak? I don't know that you necessarily want Franchising twice and. Now, Move okay. on. now that might be some, but like just off of this year, like here's the thing, like Jason Garrett, especially in those walk-offs, he'll be asked about like, you know, do you, do you sit there and say stuff to Dak? Like, yeah. hey, be careful. Yeah, that's fine if you say stuff, something to him on Tuesday. In Sunday, when it's nut-cutting time yeah. and he's running the football, he's not going to say, hey, no, Jason told don't, me don't not to leave with my, yeah. he, he's going to sit there and put his shoulder in somebody. He right. did it even after he hurt his shoulder. Right. Do you want him in an offense that's running him possibly more? Well, I, I want him in an offense that uses his creativity. I want him to be able to run to his left and throw to his left. I want him yeah. to run to his right. I want routes down the field that are, I want explosive plays. I want finishing drives. I want when you get inside the 30-yard line, scoring. I want, you know, I want, I want to not know what the next play is, a run I, or a exactly, pass based on the formation. Exactly. I, this guy moves the football. He's yes. a young coach. He's got energy. He, he, they recruit outstanding players, skilled players. What about they, defense? They have to work figure on that. Figure that out. We'll figure that no, out. No, no, no. They have no. They, but you know, Murray's not a bad player. That number nine. You That's take a good a, Yeah, take a peek at him. Oh, I'm but I, I'm just telling you, though, to me, the way the rules are in the National Football League, it's not about the defense. You're lucky if you stop people. You know, last night in that San Francisco game, if, if they don't have a delay of game penalty, San Francisco's losing that football game. They're going to bang it in on the one, and, but they got yeah. moved back, and they had to make a stop. You're lucky if you stop people in this day and age. Who's your de- uh, defensive coordinator? If if you go, they'll keep Riley. Rashard if they go there, right? I don't. I don't, I don't know, know about, about that. that. I think they they would let Lincoln Riley hire somebody, but it would have to be somebody that has NFL experience. I think I think that Lincoln Riley. I think Lincoln Riley. There's enough people that go through Oklahoma on visits and stuff from the pro from pro days and stuff like that. They have contacts with Lincoln Riley that would he could say, Hey, listen, I'm thinking about, I'm getting this gig together for the Cowboys. You in? Yeah. You know, I, I think he could I think he could put together a really good staff. I think he could too. Yeah. And he wouldn't necessarily I mean he would get to bring who he wants for the most part, right? Yeah, absolutely. Jerry and Steven wouldn't push anyone on him? Well, they, they, let's say they, just hypothetically. You're always, let's say hypothetically uh, Stephen Jones is, is a big fan of Chris Richard. Don't fo- you, the focus is going to be oh that Jerry and Steven are always going to push guys they're not going to hire his own staff. Every place I've ever been as scouts, personal guys, we've recommended to the coach, hey, I'm looking for a defensive back coach. I saw a guy at Florida State that was working with their defensive backs. The man could teach. The players were, the, the players were, mm-hmm. you know, were, were engaged. They were, you know, all these things that were going on and on. We always, I would always recommend, like, I, people ask me, hey, who's the first guy you would hire? Who would be the guy, if you were GM, who would you try and hire? David Shaw, my guy at Stanford. The coach, the head coach at Stanford. That would be uh, David Shaw's got toughness. He's got he's got uh, he's got this desire. He knows how to move the football. His teams are tough. He knows how to recruit. 
I mean, there's a quarterback. Lot, yeah, there's a lot of things involved. So you, you, as personnel guys, you always have a list of guys you see. And I guarantee you, Lincoln Riley could come up with a staff that would be, and, when they, and Jimmy Johnson brought the staff together uh, from when he came from Miami to work with the Cowboys. I know it was 1990s, but think about it. It was a bunch of young guys. It was Butch Davis. It was Dave Wanstead, Dave Campo. I mean, it was a, it was a staff of guys that were young, hungry-type coaches that coached hard and knew about players and, and did a great job. I have no problem with that. The one thing I'll say, though, is that Jerry interview a couple weeks ago when he was saying about how the transition from college to pro and how, you know, it's so different, whatever. It makes me think, though, that he, if he was Lincoln Riley, he'd want some guys college. with pro experience sure. on that staff at okay. least. Okay, sure. is the pool of college coaches better than the pool of, head, of potential pro coaches? I would argue yes. If we're considering Urban Meyer college coach. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If, yeah. if you're going to draw from the best pool of candidates, I, I don't need Greg Roman. I mean, I, I Or I is it a hybrid? Is it Wink Martindale and Joe Brady? I Joe Brady did a heck of a job. You're a Sean with, Payton guy. Joe Brady learned. No, it, absolutely. You know? I'm a Sean Payton guy. Uh, let, let's take the guy whose mentor is let's Sean Payton. Sean Payton. No. Let's get Sean Payton. You know what? Oh, my God. So if, if that happens, because the report was that they're paired up. Wink Martindale, the D.C. at Baltimore. Joe Brady, the uh, play caller at LSU. Does that open the door for Dan Campbell to go be a head coach? With the O.C. being Brady, the D.C. being Martindale? Am I going crazy talk right now? Well, why would Martindale leave Baltimore just to be the D.C. for the Cowboys? Yeah, good point. Well, I was kind of wondering where you were going Money? there, but I didn't want to. Money? Nah. I, I just... So that whole thing's that whole thing is based on Martindale would be the head coach and Brady would be the OC. That's, that's when Brady, I, that's when Brady is the it. more sexy candidate. Well, I just don't know how Brady could be an NFL head coach off of one good year at LSU. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing though. Brady Whoop. Brady took a quarterback that I thought was a good quarterback, but he played a different style of offense. It right. was run first, and, and what, he's, what, what he's done with Joe Burrow is is amazing. Yeah, and, absolutely. But, but they've got a lot of skill on the outside. That's for another college sure. podcast for another yeah. day. But I feel like, though, if you talk about a young offensive mind, Joe Brady is a, is is that he's he works with the wide receivers at LSU. That by far is their best position. Those guys are are, are, are assassins. I just like a bigger sample size. That's all I'm asking for. Again, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Like I yeah. need to see him do this for a That's little bit longer. That's what I'm longer. saying. I'm throwing I'm throwing a big net, the, but I'm throwing a net for big fish. I'm not also, interested in getting the, a coordinator. Sure, I'm yeah. not interested in that. Not when I've got I'm guys like Urban Meyer. Or, or Lincoln Riley thinking about this job. Let's keep throwing out names. Josh what McDaniels. Is, oh, my God, I was just going to say that. What does Josh McDaniels do for you? Josh McDaniels is another guy that you have to look at loyalty. What did he do to the Indianapolis Colts last year? Yeah, yeah. he's a joke across the league uh, to some teams. I think there's some teams who would say, yeah, I need him. I would hire him. What are, what are, the, just, co- what are the coaches that have left Belichick? I was just really going to say, I just, said, I just got Patricia, done I mean, saying that I'm a big the... sample size guy. Yeah. And there's a big sample size of nobody having any success once they live in New England. Sure. I mean, it, like it, everything Bible? just Bible? keeps pointing back that it's Bill Belichick. And so, obviously, that's I, the number one guy you should be trying to go after. But oh, yeah. his assistance, I'm all, I'm all set on all that. Well, that's the first thing I'm doing is waiting on the Patriots, I guess, right? I'm waiting on the Patriots to lose Saturday uh, they, night they to could, Tennessee. They, they could very well get beat by Tennessee. Absolutely, yeah. they could. Tennessee's not a bad team. I would not pick Tennessee, though. Can but, you imagine? Can you imagine? Is, can you imagine if, like, let's say, five, ten years down the road, you know, the Cowboys have hired somebody else, but a story comes out that they could have gotten Bill Belichick if they just would have waited a little bit longer, but they didn't want to because they had their guy. Yeah, what, they can't do that. What, what do you guys think about that report that was that they went to Sean Payton last off season? And uh, said, "Hey, I, if you're interested, we're interested." I believe and then it. Sean Payton worked hey, that into an extension. Hey, go to, hey. Why do you not fire Jason then and, hey. and make the move? Hey, Slide. go to one. Go to one. One scouting combine, and you'd believe that story in a second. Oh, yeah. They are thick as thieves. Like oh, he, you oh, want to talk about, like Sean okay, Payton loves Jason, Jerry. Jason loves Garrett, him. Jerry Jones, oh. two polar opposites. Yeah. Jerry That's Jones, probably. Stephen Jones. Sean Sean Payton, oh, yeah. thick as thieves. Oh yeah, I mean those are that is a perfect matchup right there. So I do uh, not doubt that report. We interviewed one bit. Payton about Parcells for our thing, uh, for a documentary, and he could not stop smiling. Yeah, when talking about Jerry and the Cowboys, he could not stop smiling and laughing. Yeah, like he, yeah. I, I definitely. I got yelled at by him for talking about him, so I have to be real careful what I say in these podcasts. But he told you it's not fair to Jason. It's not fair to Jason. Yeah, he told me. He said, "Brian, well, please matter don't anymore." He goes, "Please don't talk." <laughs> he goes, "It's not fair to the Saints. It's not fair to Jason." So I, I've shut up about him. 
But what about, what about now, though? I'd love him. I'd love for him to be here. He told me he would fire me at DallasCowboys.com. <laughs> I remember you saying that. He, yeah. would. he says, there's no way in hell you would do your job for DallasCowboys.com. Yeah. That's not an issue hey, anymore, is it? Hey, that's one thing I will say about <laughs> Sean Payton. That would be wild is the idea of this practice facility with people, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, apartments outside, stuff like that. Everything I've heard about Sean Payton is, like, he wants to say in everything, and he wants it all locked up and tight. And he wants to know every single person that comes into that facility, who's watching practice, where everybody's at. That is not the Dallas Cowboys at all. That is not. It's absolutely not. There's a lot of contests where you can go watch practice. Yeah. Uh, we're at uh, Dodd's Hop House and Cocktail Courtyard. This is a live episode of About Them Cowboys. I'm noticing a lot of Nashville Predators fans Welcome, Preds here. fans. Welcome. we're going to have a winter classic <laughs> panel. Sorry you guys are going to go home with the L, though, on uh, uh, no, yeah. N- Well, yeah, on, on New Year's Day. But <laughs> New Year's but Day, the, take but, that but, L. But uh, go Titans. Sure, yeah. right? Yeah, well, go Titans. We'll can, go we, Titans yeah. can we hedge there? Just like... <laughs> The stars yeah. are going to need the win. Uh, yeah. We need, the, we need the three points, yeah. On that 70-degree ice, we've got a Winter Classic <laughs> panel coming up. Okay, let's see. Uh, have we covered who, – who are there any other uh, coaching names that you want that would that, like th- – th- To me, this is where I feel like, though, that we're focusing on certain names. Broaden out? Right, but, yeah, I, I, and I don't – I mean, it's up to me now to kind of figure out as the season's the, over to try and figure out who they're going to bring in. Maybe there's some guys that we haven't thought about. Maybe there's some guys that maybe there's some guys that are current coaches at positions that ha- are under contract or are going to be under on expiring contracts yeah. that we haven't, you know, given a thought. Maybe some head coach guys. I mean, again, Zimmer to me was a guy that might be, but even though he has oh. a contract through 2020, but you know, if things don't go well in the playoffs, got KT. Oh, here's the best trade here, for him. Here's the best part is that KT already looks like he's feel, feeling ill right now. When you mention that, the fact that you're going to have to give up draft picks for him too. Well. But they might part ways with him. It doesn't go well in the playoffs. They got oh, a big game. It's in not going to go well true. for him in the playoffs. Yeah. KT, I, I, I want to see gonna your get dra- hammered. I want to see your draft coverage when they get Mike Zimmer and they give up seventeen. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, the Athletics going to say I don't need you anymore. <laughs> oh, no, they, just they go do you, whatever you're going to go do. Keep, keep watching that tape. They'll <laughs> need you. <laughs> I'm like, no, I need you. I don't have a job. <laughs> um, so uh, the Cowboys, though, because they like headlines and attention, and they do. They're going to drag this thing out longer than most other teams, right? Don't you think Cleveland will jump in? Don't you think they'll make a hire? Don't you think the Panthers will make a hire? The Giants will end up making a hire? I think Mike McCarthy McCarthy ends up at Cleveland. Yeah, no, Carolina. Carolina. Owner's Pittsburgh guy. Mike McCarthy's a Pittsburgh guy. I thought Cleveland makes sense, too, with Dorsey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, McCarthy and Dorsey. Well, they know that. They know. Uh, those paths never crossed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they did cross and went that way. Trust me. I, I worked There's in There's a lot Bay. of people with John Dorsey went that way yeah, when he yeah, went that way. Yeah, John's a little bit of a – But yeah. do you guys think this will spread – like, this will last – How long you uh, – what do you mean? Like, more than two weeks? A week? What do you, what do you think? Three weeks. No. Two weeks? No. They're going to make it higher in the next ten days? I just don't see how that it's going to be able to keep quiet. They have to talk to some people. Hire? Like it's going to, there's going to be stuff that's leaked out. I don't know no, if it'll no, be finalized. No, Jason's Jason's hire or letting Jason go. Oh, Jason's gone. Oh, I mean it's not official, but he's gone. Yeah, I mean, that's think? without being well, said. Well, he's out of a contract. Yeah, John, that's done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already moved on. By the okay. time people have downloaded this and listened to it, the news will already have been, been hit. I agree. Tomorrow, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, I think Jerry lets it play out. See who gets oh, fired. Yeah. Uh, you know, let maybe the couple playoff teams well, lose and then if, figure if, something if, out. Well, let's be honest here, though. If if his disappointment came after the Bears game, oh, he's and, been looking. And so what happens is he's <laughs> out here talking. Started. He's out here talking about well, disappoint disappointment. While Stephen has been in the shadows, back channeling some stuff. Trust me, Stephen Jones is one of the best back channelers I've ever been with. He should have some CIA ties the way he can kind of work some deals in the shadows. So, yeah, they've, they've probably already got an idea of guys and what it's going to take to get certain guys. So I would keep an eye on that. I, I think I think w- once they move on from Garrett, I think that we're going to see okay, start hearing about two, three candidates and then maybe one or two guys a little bit later if they're in the playoff situation and then make a decision for that. Might be a couple weeks on that. You guys got anything else on coaches or are you going to move on to personnel? I move on to personnel. Yeah, All right, let's talk about think, upcoming. I think Marinelli retires. Oh, I like that. I talked to him today. Does it, did you get a hint that that was the case? No, I just told him I'm sorry if this is a day that, you know, the coaches, he, he said he complimented me. He says, I've been listening to you on the radio. You've been doing a great job. So I'm like, I felt bad about that. But, yeah, I think that I think he's going to wait and see what happens. But he's, he's, uh, he, he told me one day, and this was recently, he said it's really hard to play defense in this league. He goes, it's, it's not it's – not, 
That's it, not what you want your no, coach no, no, to no, say. No, uh, no, no, no. But make no. it easier. <laughs> no, no, no. But he's he, he, no, he's talking about the way the rules are. Do uh, different things. Like the holding yeah. and. All yeah, that. he yeah. says you can't play these guys tight. You can't get up on them. You can't knock them around. You can't hit them to dislodge the ball. He's you right know. about that. That's what he's talking about. He's not saying that he's a. He's a slug doing this. I, I don't know what I'm doing, Broadus, anymore. Yeah. I just, nah. I'm just going out there. And, Far from it. Yeah. <laughs> Far from it. Uh, yeah. I'm still collecting the check. No, yeah. he's not per- that guy, of course. KT, and I, I understand what he's saying, and I, I agree to an extent. I just, you know, it's hard, but, like, you should be better. They need to be better. They need to do different you things. You need to be better, too. You don't need <laughs> – well, you don't need Sam Darnold telling you, talking about seeing Ghost when he plays the Patriots. Yeah. And when that he plays your really, team, he goes – He might not tr- – <laughs> They do the same thing. He might not – I want to throw it to him because he's going to be open because they do the same stuff. He might not I'm not even good, and I can beat the Cowboys. I'm Sam Darnold. Like, that's – that's not good enough. What if his players aren't good enough? It, maybe they're not. What if, what if his players can't – Practice things the right way at practice. Oh, well, what, if, what if they? Oh, who, what if they're calling oh, somebody out specifically? Or? I'm just saying though, if you run eight reps in practice for a certain period, then you have to do ten because you had two busts. What, how, what do if, you tra- how do you? How do you? How do you justify that? I'm, what if your style is outdated and it doesn't fit with today's player? Is that on him or Richard? It's on both of them. Yeah, I th- there's both just, of them weren't good enough. Okay. Yeah, that's, and you know I what? mean that's fair. And, 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 I mean it's on, it's on the players too, but I. I it's really bothered me the last few weeks when people say that. The coaches that, are low-hanging fruit here. Yeah, Absolutely that, that's, they are. That's for sure. But at the same time, like, I don't buy into this that they didn't have enough talent. Like, there's a tons of talent on this team. It does, I mean, every week we do a podcast where we're looking at these other teams, and it's, there's no reason that this team didn't win minimum 10 games. No it's reason. an embarrassment, especially the fact of how, how much easier their schedule was and the fact that they were relatively healthy through most of this thing and how many breaks they got throughout their schedule. Like, I hate I, when people say that, oh, well, you know what, we overrated the talent. No, we didn't. And that, I, that, that, that's a talented team. I personally believe, like, scheme, I know it changes because like, there's 16 games and it's all week to week, but I do believe that coaching and scheming, I think, can get you two games. Absolutely. I think that, that's a, maybe, I, that, maybe that's a high number. Maybe it's one point something. I don't know. There's probably hey, and you some watch, study I could do on this one day. You watch, but, like, it, I, I do think coaching can make, like, a two- Two-and-a-half game difference, hey, and, and you didn't get enough of that. And there's two guys you might have heard of, heard of that will agree with you wholeheartedly, and that's Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. Because if you watch that HBO special they did, they specifically talked about that yeah. and, 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 the, and the difference that coaches can make uh, in, in winning games and things like that. And it, when I was watching it, it immediately made me think of the Cowboys and how uh, the, it, the coaches are low-hanging fruit. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm sorry. The way that this season went, no question. it's, it's, they, they it's on them. On. How do you not have – how do you not have it – one. I just want one fourth quarter comeback. How is it? Oh, down at halftime. Oh, we're up at halftime. That's it. Yeah. Not, we're good here. Like, how do you? How is in there? There's something that changes. And for that, again, big that sample size. Sixteen Prescott's games. Calling card. A- absolutely. Sixteen games. You don't get any of those. I'm sorry. That's got to be on coaching. I counted 24 players on this roster that might not be here next year. Okay. Uh, okay. I see that you got them. Let's, 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 let's go through. Well, right I mean, there. if you talk about, I mean, but of course you got the guys who are going to try and resign. You know, we got seven minutes. Let's ram it. Okay. We, okay. How about Michael Bennett, Robert Quinn? Okay, Michael Bennett. No, Quinn. I would love to have back. Eleven and a half sacks. Not bad for flipping off, flipping I mean, a six uh, six round pick. You consider up. franchising him, right? I think you're going to be tied up with with uh, yeah, other some guys. Oh, no. th- th- This next guy <laughs> might have a tag. Amari Cooper. Yeah. Randall Cobb. I think he's gone. I think he should go somewhere where he knows he can win. Jason Witten. And, and, and by the way, Randall Cobb, awesome for that whole team this year. Yeah. yeah At absolutely. $5 million. Absolutely. For locker room reasons, for everything. You can find Randall those Cobb, guys huge. in free agency, though. You can. Jason Witten. That's right, up to him. Sean Lee. He's Sean back. Lee can come back. Oh, my God. The way Jerry talked about him last night, he, th- he makes it seem like he's going to be here for five more years. They need their defensive captain back. Jordan Lewis said it. That's our captain. Yeah. Not the guys who got contracts, Jalen Smith and Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah. Jordan Lewis said that's our captain. Sean yeah. Lee. Byron Jones. I mean, that's up to him at this point. Kent's waving goodbye. I thought Marcus Peters at it, three. He won't at 42. be able to afford him. I don't think. It's interesting. Marcus Peters three at forty-two. In fact, uh, at Sports Sturm, our buddy Bob had a good Twitter thread yesterday on the Peters contract. Three at forty-two, thirty-two million guaranteed. For a guy who gets torched a lot, but gets a lot of interceptions. Byron does not get torched a lot, but does not get any interceptions. So I can hedge those. There's your kind of market value for Byron. So you're saying if he gets that? Does Byron take three at 42 if I can guarantee 32 of it? If I give him the Peters contract, does he take that? I would, I would think so. I would think that he does not. Wouldn't, wouldn't, I would rather have Marcus Peters on my team than Byron Jones. 
Mm, that's interesting. He's apparently the opposite of Byron in the as a locker room. In the locker Absolutely, room. yes. Literal well, now there's well, that. Well, Marcus Peters choked his coach. Yeah. Like he yeah. choked his coach yeah. in Washington. No, no, Byron's a great happened. dude. I'm just talking about in the. I'm sick of watching a team that can't get turnovers. And Byron it's been will going not on choke year after year after year. Yeah, no, obviously not. Peters that. went full spree. Well. I need somebody that's going to take the ball away. PJ Carlissima like went at his neck. Jeff Heath. I right, see ya, buddy. Great, hey, great run here. You were underappreciated by the fans, but what are we doing? Joe Thomas. That's linebacker depth. I'm okay with that for cheap. Tavon Austin. I'll pay him nothing to stay. Christian Covington. I'll pay him nothing to stay. LP Latasur. Hell, of course you got to have him back. Joe <laughs> Looney. Sure. Uh, yeah. I Kerry, guess. I mean, Kerry Hyder. Again, none of these guys are making anything. Okay. I love Kerry Hyder's rotational defensive yeah. end depth, uh, defensive tackle depth. For sure. Position flex in this scheme. Malcolm Smith. Yes. Oh. Yes. Well, bring him back. That, that might be a Chris Richard pack. Maybe that's why that worked out so well. He was able to step in right away. He's the he new playmaker. Malik Collins. I don't think you can do it. I don't think you I can mean, pay him what he wants. It would have to be a very team-friendly deal. Yeah, you think he's I'm not getting a bidding He's going to give you a team-friendly deal? I think, well, then he's out. If yeah. you look at free agency for defensive tackles, Malik Collins stands to go get hey, money hey, elsewhere. Hey, real quick while we're talking about it, um, I'm also interested in the new coaching staff, how much if more they might value safety and defensive tackle. Sure. Because that could both of those positions yeah. could be addressed early oh in the draft. Oh, trust me. I've started watching both those positions for sure. Is it, do you think it's uh, solid in this draft yeah. class? Or? Yeah, well, I, what I've seen, I'd love that kid from Auburn. I know that for sure. And if you want a big fat guy, there's Futo from uh, Utah. Oh, love him. Yeah. Third round yeah, he's, right he's there. A, he's a, for me. He's a big uh, guy. You're, yeah. you're going to get a pretty deep defensive tackle class and always even like the two down guys the the big guys yeah. that they never yeah. draft 332 pound guys yeah. safeties i think top 100 safeties i think you're gonna have six seven guys in there who could play safety at the top 100 that kid at alabama's not bad that's too. a good player he's a good player yeah uh suofilo nah i mean okay we can flip a coin uh, justin march uh, we can flip a coin on him and joe thomas how about uh darian thompson we can have him as the fourth yeah. safety again. Okay. I mentioned now about He's the Kayvon Frazier guy. Yeah, all right, sure. Dak Prescott, you got to get done, right? Got to get that done. How about C.J. Goodwin? Love him as a special teams player. Yeah, and I think and he really likes being depth. here, too. I think he'll be able to bring him back. Daniel Ross? So he was signed to a futures deal. Okay, got so. him up, mark him off. And then Anthony Brown. How much? What, what's your cap on Anthony Brown? I want Anthony Brown back. I'm not willing to give him any more than $5 million a year. I mean, obviously, if you bring back Byron Jones, it becomes less of a need. But right. If you can bring back Byron Jones, I think signing Anthony Brown makes sense. They got they got uh, Kayvon Frazier would be the last one. I like Kayvon. I, do uh, too. I think he's a good team See, guy. I just went through. I mean, half your team right there, though. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the depth that you talked about, though, the yeah. big ones are Prescott, Byron Jones, Amari Cooper, those guys. There's 30 percent roster churn that happens every year. Yeah, uh, it's the big it's the big names. I think you're tough. You guys, you guys, the way I went through this, you guys were kind of like okay with letting all these guys go. Yeah, no, like no, it, and, and I am because of the sense that like we went into last off season, be like, oh, it's gonna be another off season where the Cowboys don't do anything, and they got Cobb, they got uh, Robert Quinn, they, they you know they did a trade for, they went out got Kerry Hyder, they make like enough little moves where it's like you can do that almost every single year. Um, so find find some more of those. I'm guys. also paying a lot of money, whether it's on the tag or yeah, a, a long term deals. For Dak, Cooper, Byron, yeah. whatever, and that's what, I've got a bargain shop, and that's and that's exactly how I feel too. That, it's fine uh, because I know what's tied up in, in the key players that are the nucleus of this team. I'm not I'm not that worried about a lot of these guys. We got about one minute left. Troy said last night that this is the most disappointing season in uh, Jerry's history of being the Cowboys. What do you guys think? I, I actually asked Jerry that, and, and he wouldn't he wouldn't give me a straight answer because. He goes back to the years. well, yeah. He goes back to the way it first started, and he's like, you know, he said he put so much into those years too, because obviously it was a team that obviously wasn't making a lot of money like it is now. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't need to go back to that far. Like for what? I, again, I think this was a very talented team. I think it's a huge disappointment. This coaching staff was put together specifically for this team to at least make the NFC Championship game, and for them to fall short to where even if they had won or or the Eagles had lost yesterday. There was no faith at all that this team was going to win multiple playoff games in a row. It was just it was it wasn't like they just oh my god I can't believe they lost in the second round again on some Des Bryant play or some big comeback from Aaron Rodgers. Like they didn't even look like they belong with the elite of the NFL. And that just that I never expected that to happen this year. I, I can't put a single year on it, but this three year span seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen is the most disappointing three year span because you just look at how much magic happened in twenty sixteen. Absolutely, you had your quarterback for cheap. That's a, that was a cheap. disappointing to me. When and you get home field advantage in the playoffs yeah. Yeah. and you don't take advantage of that, 
Two of the that, last three that, years, you, you missed the playoffs. Yeah, so you it's suspension. Yeah. Uh, Tyron getting hurt. 2018 starting out three and five. Right. Yeah. And then whatever garbage this year was. When you look at the health of this team this year, though, oh. I mean, Vander Esch was hurt, yeah. but that was it. That was it. Tyron Crawford. Well, we maybe? don't know. They, they they tell you that Amari Cooper was okay. They tell you that, but he was uh, not okay. One other thing I just wanted to say, yeah. though, I do think that there was a chance, as bad as they did play, that if they do pull the trigger, I know they would have gave up a lot. But I think if they get Jamal Adams, I think there's a potential he would have sparked the defense the way Amari did. Now, you shouldn't have to do a trade like that every year to get it done. I agree. But that's one move that I will always look back on and say, man, this might have been a different well, season if they Quandre do that. Quandre Diggs did it for Seattle. It didn't even have to yeah. be a big name like yeah. that. And they tried it with Michael Bennett. It didn't really work. Yeah. But, like, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess we got to go because it's time for our Winter hockey. Classic panel. Hockey, for, hockey. Uh, let's give it up for Father John Mashoda. Look at him over here. <laughs> oh, crap. Brian Broad is right here, special guest, as always. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I'm KT. This is Kent Garrison. He produces a lot of the podcasts for The Athletic. Dave Hellman's in the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) What's the what? Uh, This is uh, we'll we'll be doing more about them Cowboys as draft season happens, I imagine. I'm not. Yeah, I got to go watch. I'm not authorized to make these decisions. If they fire the coach and hire somebody, we'll be back. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be back with an emergency podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thanks, everyone, and uh, thanks for coming out to Dodge. Enjoy the hockey talk. And uh, Winter Classic panel is happening now. Rock on. Good times. Good times.